Hello and welcome back to What Do You Know For Sure podcast with me, Anne Hughes. In this episode, I was joined by Cheryl Ann Montgomery for a great conversation uh, that started out about yoga and movement and self-care and building strength and you know Cheryl Ann shares so much of her journey with us and about halfway through she when things go wrong that she reflects back to herself and really powerful and lots of great advice and wisdom in this conversation so I hope that you enjoy it. Cheryl Ann thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. No problem. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. Uh, delighted to be sitting with you, albeit virtually. Uh, tell us a bit about you. So my name is Cheryl Ann Montgomery. I'm 42, a yoga teacher. I'm fully certified massage therapist as well. Uh, I have a degree in immunology and microbiology. I have a keen interest in self-care and yoga, as well as fascia, fungi, bees. And my favourite Muppet, just for a bit of randomness, is Beaker. <laughs> nice. Well, that's that's loads. I couldn't even write it down how much you told me. I'm glad that you've got so much going on. And I know you've been contemplating this. And actually, Cheryl Ann, you just revealed to me before we started recording that you have listened to all the podcasts. Yes. I can't <laughs> thank you enough. I don't think anybody's listened to all of the podcasts. So I think you are podcast 114. So <laughs> tell me, what do you know for sure? So I know for sure through my own experiences and with my students and also from people you've had on your podcast and recently more through science that movement yoga and a self-care practice will definitely help improve your physical and mental well-being and health and how do you know that so from my own experience I've been practicing yoga for over 25 years. Um, I started doing it just from a poster. Um, and then in about 2000, Penny Smith and Anton Sima released a, a power yoga video that I just did relentlessly. Through that, it helped me through my martial arts, building strength, flexibility. I then got an injury, got a really bad back injury. And I was really, I couldn't, properly walk for about five years. I paid fortunes for physio. I was even seeing a surgeon at one point. It was just that bad. Mm -hmm. But after speaking to an osteopath um, at the time, they went back to old school saying you need to move more. Because if you don't move, then it's just going to be stiff. And that's what I did. I went back to yoga. I started moving again and I rehabilitated myself for a back injury. Mm -hmm. Then again, (laughs) I revisited back yoga again because basically then my mum passed away with lung cancer. So I went through a really terrible time um, after my mum's death. I really, really struggled with anxiety and depression to the point I just wasn't leaving the house. Um, And then I went and did a few self-care practices, got a massage, Indian head massage, went to a few movement classes and then started to build up my yoga practice again. And it helped me through the grieving process and developing a deep breathing exercises that now helps me with any anxiety or panic attacks. And a few years after that, (laughs) 
I took a bit of a turn. Um, I didn't know what was happening and I had to be taken into hospital. My body just wasn't working the way it should do. And I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. So Mm -hmm. I have MS. I couldn't walk for quite a while. Um, I still struggle with a lot of symptoms from it. If you don't know what MS is, it it just means that your, your immune system attacks your brain, basically your brain and spine. It damages the myelin sheath. So that yeah. basically, if you think of it as a telephone wire, that wire that's wrapped around protects all the information that's been sent to and fro. Um, so it damages that wire. So then the messages get mixed up a bit. So through yoga and again, self-care practices and movement, just continually consistent practice helped me walk again and help still to this day um, manage a lot of my symptoms so that um, I can do what I do, which is I eventually then became a yoga teacher afterwards. So that was my own experience from your podcast as well. You've had people on that have stated the same thing that's helped them through chronic conditions and like yoga, meditation. And then all you need to do now is look to science as well. So there's a theory of exercise, which is if you don't move, then your your joints just become stiff. So you really need to move to produce all that synovial fluid and things like that, just to keep everything moving. There has been so much studies recently that prove that meditation like actually changes the chemical in your brain. So if you if you want for your own research, you can look up studies by I think it was Sarah Lazar de Bordes as well that there's so much stuff even you can even just look at astronauts actually so you'll know that if in space they, they don't have that movement so when they come back to earth they lose two percent of their bone density just because they can't move so I, I could be here all day talking about movement but yeah it's it's fascinating stuff but it's science-based as well um, if you don't move, you'll just become really stiff and it'll just cause more chronic pain for you. Um, so that's where you've probably heard the term use it or lose it. So that's uh, how I... Exactly. Oh gosh, I've got so many notes I've that I want to ask you about. I mean, see at the start when you were talking about your yoga and your power yoga and things like that, and there was almost a real craving for strength, it sounded. That's what I scribbled down where did this craving for strength come from now obviously down the line looking back you're glad it came because it's saving you now but where do you think that 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 maybe it was your innate wisdom I don't know where did that come from that you craved that sort of a I need to do this I need to do it better I need to do more of it I need to do it harder or whatever I've always been quite resilient but I mean I spent a lot of my childhood looking after my brothers. Um, my mother had schizophrenia. Um, so she spent a lot of time in hospitals where she was sectioned. So mm. I don't know, I, I, I deal with struggle a bit differently compared to others. I just kind of deal with it head on. So it's always trying to be that strength because, well, you had to, from an early age, look after kids uh, when you yeah. were a child yourself. Mm. Um, having to deal with a lot of adult themes from a very very early age plus I'm not uh I'm not someone that condones violence I've been in violent a lot of violent issues when I was younger 
as well. So the strength thing could probably come from that. When I was 16 as well, at the same time, as I came across yoga, I also started martial arts because I wanted to be able to defend myself or just have that tool in my belt. I've never, ever had to use it. I'm not a violent person. I'd rather talk my way out of it or, you know, just just, let's chill out, man. (laughs) But it was good to know. And the yoga came because I couldn't really quite get... Uh, high kicks um, it was Muay Thai that I joined I still do Muay Thai to this day same as yoga mm-hmm. and yeah so I've always just tried to be a bit resilient build up strength so if I ever needed it but I'm not someone that really easily gives up on anything I'll just keep on trying until something works so uh-huh and you know it's that the resilience is built isn't it and those hard times sadly <laughs> but I think it does prove doesn't it that we've all got the capacity to build resilience. Yeah, and definitely. so, you know, you know, even things that go on, even in my kids' life, like, well, you're stronger on the other side, the things that happen. And I really get what you're saying about learning a martial art as a teenager, because we were really keen for my daughters, and I've got two teenage daughters, and they've, they've not learned it yet. But me and my husband would really like them, not because we want them to ever have to hit anybody. We've got a really big no violence. I've never hurt anybody in my entire life. But I talk a good game <laughs> But you would walk through the world stronger if you know that you could defend yourself physically. Did you need to? And I think, therefore, that must give you a real sense of your place. Does does that help you feel stronger in the world? Just knowing that you could use it if you had to. You don't want to. You don't want to. It actually teaches you respect. Um, when a lot of the kids come to the classes. Like We would teach them, and it teaches them a little bit more respect and to tidy up after themselves as well. Wow. It's not it's not just about violence. It's it's not not even like that. It's mostly training, keeps you strong, keeps you fit. Disciplined um, as well, perhaps. Definitely. You learn not just about fighting, but with Muay Thai, you'll learn ritual dances. I love to dance. You'll um there's a lot of different things attached to it there's a lot of kids I don't know where you're you're based but there's ever Muay Thai pro Muay Thai instructor does does kids classes I think they run from Newlands and Parklands and they're self-defense classes they run just for women only and mixed classes on a Friday in town so if you wanted to check that out for your daughters you could certainly do that the other thing I wanted to ask you about was that, well, there's two things. The whole thing, if you don't move, I, I'm really, I get that. And obviously you might have known if you have listened to all the podcasts and you do that I had had my brain injury and obviously my body wasn't affected by that. But I was lying down and in a coma and didn't get out of bed for three weeks. And it was bizarre what my muscles were like, what my, my body looked like, like my legs and stuff. They were the bizarrest like it was like your it was almost like a ball at the bottom of a pair of tights to be quite honest it was Atrophy. bizarre <laughs> uh-huh. it was really really bizarre so I really do get that that and even as someone who gets a sore back I know when I've got a sore back I need to go out for a walk and that's how I'll get rid of my sore back I won't get it ready but the also the meditation thing now I am someone who meditates I struggle if I don't like if you've not got time to meditate, meditate longer because actually that's how you'll find more time in your life, isn't it? So what is that meditation journey? Have you got a meditation practice? Yep. Uh-huh. And what's that like? So I meditate every day. I do a lot of different self-care like routines. So my day would probably start, I've got up early. Sometimes my legs don't really 
engage right away through the MS. So I'll have to go up to a little bit of light exercise just to get the, the muscles and everything going. Then I'll go and have my shower. Then I'll have a cold shower. Uh-huh. So cold shower really helps me with fatigue. It's really great for chronic fatigue. And then do Wim Hof breathing. I don't know if you've heard of Wim Hof, yeah, but some, some of the stuff he's, if you look up some of the science stuff from him, it's quite amazing. So I'll do that and then I'll sit and probably meditate for a few moments in the morning and then do a bit of a, about seven to 15 minutes yoga practice. Then have a, a cup of hot water with lemon and then that'll be me ready to start the day mm-hmm. working from home at the moment. And I'll also have a walk later on with my dog and stuff like that. But yeah, I'll meditate about twice a day, sometimes longer. Some days I'll be out and do them for an hour. I'll just be sitting and meditate for an hour. I bring it in a lot with my own yoga practice as well as teaching it. I personally think it's quite important to just have that time to go inward and kind of work through any of your shadows as well. But it has been proven to to actually change your brain brain chemistry. I mentioned, was it Sarah Lazar? Their experiment showed that it actually thickened the brain. Wow. So the actual, I think, this gyrification of the cerebral cortex was actually changed. And de Bordes as well, who in the same year showed that the, the actual reduced the output of the amygdala as well. So it just created a more of like release of dopamine and things like that as well. It's really, really cool. There's so much been happening with the studies recently and things that's it's been proposed for thousands of years is now been shown to be actually true. So from like every, your meridian energy pathways to what they actually stimulate. And yeah, it's quite fascinating. But yeah, there's so much out there. I would definitely just have a look online on PubMed or you can go into Google Scholar for a lot of papers as well. There has been a lot of studies with the, I think it was Centre of Mindfulness as well. Massachusetts, yeah, there's so much out there. Uh Um, So see when you show all that resilience that life served to you, mm -hmm. uh, which maybe was not great at the time but it made you more resilient and you recognize that all that strength and I would say power and self-determination that you clearly have does that make you feel positive about whatever life may throw at you next I have a mantra Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't feel like so I can't I won't say the swear word before it because well you can if you want that's just a podcast you're allowed to swear here no I I don't like swearing (laughs) that much unless it's like really close friends Uh, anyway in case any kids are listening I don't want to teach them swear words (laughs) but um, I just say it it is what it is it'll be fine it always is Uh, it is what it is it'll be fine It, it always is but I do have approaches to things that ha- like happen if something happens and it's bad I'll instantly just ask me a, a couple of questions is this something I can fix right now mm. if I can't fix it right now then the next question is if I can't fix it right now is there steps that I can take to fix it later and then if I can't do either of those is it out with my control? Yes, then let's not waste any more energy on it. We move on. I love that. 
so much wisdom in that, Sharon, isn't that? Yeah, I, I don't feel, and maybe I've changed a lot over the years. I mean, there would be times where, especially after my mum passed, like I couldn't deal with the most basic thing, like getting out of the house. So it takes a long time to get to a place like this. It's not an easy journey. Uh, by all accounts, you know, you need you need to work at it every day, but you will find something that works for you. Everyone's different. I totally recognise that. I bring that in my yoga practice and teaching as well, that we are all different. We've got different bones, we've got different needs and abilities and different experiences. And you just need to try and find what works for you. Yeah. And you said it wasn't an easy journey, but it was a journey worth taking. Definitely. I didn't think I'd be a yoga teacher for starters. When my back went away, that was years ago now, I had to put off on hold wanting to become a yoga teacher because I was in so much pain. Then being diagnosed with MS, I definitely thought that was it. I had to stop martial arts at the time and I've only recently went back to that last year. Um, So that's been a five-year gap. Um, I was only diagnosed with MS in 2017 and I've just continually worked, worked, worked until I could get to a stage where I could actually attend a class, attend yoga classes as well. And then just kept on working on until finally I became a teacher at the end of 2020. Um, So we started at the start of 2020, just before the pandemic Mm-hmm. We had like two in classes <laughs> oh. and then it was all in Zoom after that. But um, that was a really good journey as well because we learned a lot. Philosophy. I, I like philosophy and I like reading quite a lot. So and yeah. learning. Yeah, reading and learning. So it was good to to do that and meet other people in the same wavelength and who loved yoga as much as myself and also finding just finding more people like you that have found yoga to help them through different experiences. Um, so that was pretty cool, actually. Um, mm-hmm. So a lot few of the, the teachers now, I mean, they had chronic conditions and it was yoga that helped them through a lot of stuff. Meditation as well. In fact, one of the girls, uh, she she actually just was ordained as a Buddhist monk recently. Wow. She she's amazing, uh, Sally, but she's really cool as well. Uh-huh. So it's been pretty cool seeing other people's journey as well as your own, and knowing that all that experience you can kind of pass on to hopefully support and guide them to maybe find something that will work for them to make them more happier and healthier. Uh-huh. That's the main Thank- game. Thank you so much, Sherevan, for sharing all your wisdom with the podcast and your journey, of course. Yeah, I've got loads. Hello and thank you for joining me on this episode of What Do You Know For Sure podcast. If you would like to connect with me, you can do that across social media by searching and Hughes Ignite. If I refer to my radio show and the podcast, you can catch those on my Mixcloud. Again, just searching 
Anne Hughes Ignite. And if you or anybody you know want to answer this question with me, please do get in touch. Just go onto my website, annehughesignite.co.uk and fill in the contact page at the bottom and I'll be delighted to have this conversation with you too. Thank you.